The Bookworm and the Ferret, Chapter 2 The next morning, Hermione managed to wake up with plenty of time to spare, unlike the day before. She lay in her bed, thinking of the very strange dream she had just had. She'd been talking to Ron about Quidditch, and then suddenly Pansy appeared with two cups of coffee, which she then proceeded to pour over Hermione's head. Then Draco Malfoy appeared, and using Moby Dick, he began to mop up her face with the book. Hermione yelled at him for ruining a book, and then Malfoy turned into Olivia, who said to her, Gorgeous eyes, he has gorgeous eyes. At that point, she had woken up, and now shaking her head from the ridiculous dream, she got up and stumbled into her kitchen, prepared herself some toast. She was about to spread on some jam when her fireplace burst into flames and Pansy's head appeared. Pansy, you scared the living daylights out of me, Hermione sighed, clutching her chest where she could feel her heart beating frantically. Sorry, Pansy said, apologetic. I was just calling to ask when you wanted to have that coffee. Hermione nodded and grabbed her diary from the end of the table. Well, as it's Sunday today, I close the shop at about two-ish. I have no plans after that, so how about we meet at 2.30 if that's all right? Maybe we could make it lunch, and I'll meet you outside my shop. Pansy beamed. Of course. Lunch would be brilliant. See you then. Her head disappeared from the fire before Hermione could say goodbye. Oh well, she thought. It's not the end of the world. Finishing her breakfast, she had a quick shower and then stared at herself in the mirror. Deep, chocolate-brown eyes stared back at her, a plucked eyebrow raised in appraisement. Her hair had definitely changed since Hogwarts. It wasn't so frizzy and bushy anymore, but her waist and curls were more controlled and flowing. She made herself smile to see that what she looked like, and straight white teeth gleamed in the bathroom light. Her lips were nice, she guessed, and her cheekbones were nice, but nothing compared to Pansy's. Was she pretty? Hermione had never been vain or obsessed with beauty, but after seeing Malfoy- Wait, what? What did Malfoy have to do with anything? Why would Hermione Granger care what Malfoy thought of her looks? Don't be so silly, she said aloud to herself, but felt stupid and got dressed. She slipped on some slate gray woolen trousers and a white shirt and then sorted her hair ready for the lunch with Pansy. She doubted that it would stay until two, but she tied her hair back in a stylish ponytail, leaving a few strands to frame her face. Satisfied with her appearance, Hermione operated to the front of her shop and came face to face with none other than Draco Malfoy. Bit early, aren't you? she asked once she had recovered from the jump that he gave her. So are you. It's only... He checked his watch. Quarter to nine. I own the shop, Malfoy. I'm supposed to arrive early. Hermione rolled her eyes and unlocked the shop door. Before Malfoy could follow her in, she snapped the door in his face and smiled sweetly from behind the window. We don't actually open till nine. He glared back at her. Fine. I'll just return the books I bought yesterday and never come in here again. No, 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 Hermione said hurriedly and reopened the door for Malfoy to step in. You really are irritating. Only to you. I'm nice and charming otherwise. His gray eyes scanned the shelves as he leant against the doorframe. I dreamt about you last night. As soon as she said it, she clapped her hand to her mouth and went bright red. Crap, why did I say that? Malfoy turned his attention to her with a huge smirk playing on his handsome face. Oh, really? You see me once and already you dream of me? See, this is the effect I have on people, Granger. No, she groaned. It wasn't in that kind of way. Pansy poured coffee over my head, and then you might wiped it up with Moby Dick. That was it. Pansy? He asked, puzzled. Why did you dream about Pansy? I don't know. Maybe because I had lunch with her yesterday, and I'm going to today? Hermione wailed. She had no idea why she was telling Malfoy all this. You had lunch with her yesterday? Malfoy asked, bewildered. 
yes, I was meeting up with Harry and Ron. And then Harry said that Ron was bringing someone and it was Pansy, his girlfriend. Hermione took a breath. Coffee? Pansy and Weasel? She never told me. Malfoy scowled. What on earth does she see in the Weasel of all people? Oh, yeah. All right, then. Please. Well, it doesn't matter as long as they're both happy. Hermione sniffed and ran to make some coffee in a little room reserved for whoever worked in her shop. She was getting the mugs when she heard the shop door open and close. She craned her neck around the doorframe and saw Malfoy's white blonde head moving away amongst the people in Diagon Alley. Thanks a bunch, Hermione muttered to herself. Hermione? She heard Olivia dump her bag by the cash register and then peep her head around the door. Oh, coffee, thanks. Uh, yeah, she handed Olivia a steaming mug. Oh my gosh, I just saw that gorgeous guy come out of the store. Did you speak to him? Oh, I feel weak at the knees. Hermione gave a nervous laugh. Um, yeah, only a little, though. Do you know him? Olivia asked curiously. Well, we were at Hogwarts together, if you must know, and let's just say that we didn't get on. Oh, shame. He seems nice enough, though he did look pretty concerned when he came out. Did he? Hermione squeaked. Well, it's nine o'clock. First customers will be arriving shortly. With Olivia tidying up a little, Hermione sighed and vanished the coffee with a flick of her wand. Why did she tell Malfoy all of that? And why did he suddenly leave? Well, she couldn't blame him. He was about to have coffee with one of his old school enemies, but still, it was pretty rude. Hermione scowled and went over to the cash register to tuck hers and Olivia's bags under the desk more safely. Straightening up, she came face to face with the good-looking man she vaguely recognized. Don't remember me, huh? The man smiled. Well, it has been six years. It's not Blaze Zabini, is it? Hermione asked, taking in the dark skin, perfect features, and the poser stance she once remembered Ginny saying. It is indeed. Blaze leant against the neck, the desk. I just ran into Draco, who said he'd just been into the shop, told me to apologize for him for running out on you, said there was a call from the ministry. Malfoy is apologizing to me? Hermione asked, stunned. I know, he replied dryly. The arrogant prince apologizing to the know-it-all bookworm? Strange. No offense. None taken. Hermione, I've done all the- Oh, hello. How can I help you? Olivia came over and smiled at Blaze, blushing slightly. Thank you, but I just came here to pass on a message to Hermione. Since I've done that, I'll take my leave. Goodbye. Blaze nodded to Hermione and Olivia, then quickly left the shop. Poor Hermione, you have two absolutely stunning men coming to talk to you. You're so lucky, she added wistfully. Hermione blushed. She had to admit, Blaze was very good looking and Malfoy even more so. <laughs> no, why did she just think that? Malfoy was nothing but a ferret, a rude boy who called her mudblood and mocked her every day of her life, school life at Hogwarts. But lately he'd been very civil towards her and she to him. However, that didn't change what he'd done to her, Harry, and Ron at Hogwarts. He helped kill Dumbledore for crying out loud. Hello, Earth to Hermione. Olivia waved a hand in front of her eyes. You zoned out completely there. She coughed. Oh, um, sorry. The shop door slammed open against the wall as a furious Ginny stormed up to Hermione. Why in the hell is my brother going out with that cow pansy? Ginny... I mean, look what she and Malfoy and their little cronies did to you three, not to mention the rest of Gryffindor House. And she was all for chucking Harry into the hands of the Death Eaters and Voldemort. Ginny, calm. Hermione placed her hands on Ginny's shoulders. It's okay, Pansy's changed. 
That's what Ron was insisting. I bet he's going to dump her as soon as he's had a good shag. Now that was uncalled for. I've had, pan I've had lunch with Pansy yesterday, and I'm going to today later on. She is a lovely young lady who has realized the error of her ways, and she's doing something about it. Traitor, Ginny hissed, her eyes narrowing. Hermione only rolled her eyes. She knew Ginny and her fiery temper well. She always exaggerated and said things she didn't mean. Hermione just had to wait for Ginny to cool down, and then maybe she could talk some sense into her. Go and see Harry. No, Ginny grimaced. He's working on this important case with Draco Malfoy. Can you believe it? Malfoy's an Auror? Hermione asked, surprised. I thought he would be something else, like work for his dad or something. Yeah, I know, but Harry said they found this body of a retired ministry worker killed in his own house. They found a dark wizard object in his house, but the Aurors reckoned it was planted there by the killer. Oh, weird. Hermione shrugged and checked her watch. It was almost twelve. So, have you and Harry decided on a date for the wedding yet? Ginny shook her head. We were thinking of maybe August next year, but I'm not really sure. Hermione nodded. That's a good idea, but what about July? No, we don't want our anniversary to be on either of our birthday months. Fair enough. How about April? piped up Olivia. Hermione had almost forgotten she was there, and she jumped when Olivia spoke. It would most definitely rain. Anyway, I must dash. I've got to get back to the office. Ah, how is the world of fashion going? Hermione asked before Jenny could leave. Jenny shrugged. Okay, I guess. Lavender shouted at me the other day because I was about a second late for bringing these dresses for a shoot. Hermione laughed. She's mental, that girl. Tell me about it. I really have to go now, otherwise Lavender will literally bite my head off. She disappeared in a flurry of red hair. Chuckling to herself, Hermione turned to help a young girl who was about to start Hogwarts the next week. A wave of memories washed over her as she remembered coming here with her parents, shopping for the listed items. She remembered her awe at the magical world, but most of all, her pride at the fact that she was a muggle-born and she had gotten into Hogwarts. Her parents, shocked but proud faces when they received the letter, stuck in her mind as she handed the young girl the standard book of spells, grade one. She should really go and see them soon. Hermione had managed to bring them back from Australia safely and restore their memories. However, they had decided to move down to Devon to a pleasant beachside town called Salcombe, so Hermione rarely had time to see them as she was so busy in London. Hermione happily closed the shop at quarter past two after an extremely busy morning at work. So many children going to Hogwarts this year! She and Olivia had been running all over the shop, grabbing piles of new books to give the future Hogwarts students. She leant against the window and waited for Pansy to turn up. She was actually looking forward to having lunch with her. It could be fun, she thought, and then jumped as there was a loud pop beside her. Hey, Hermione, I know this lovely little place we can go to in Hogsmeade. It's fairly new, so I don't know if you would have already been there, Pansy said in a rush and held her arm out for Hermione to take inside a long apparition. Bemused, Hermione took hold of Pansy's arm and felt her turning on the spot. After an unpleasant sensation of being forced through a tube, their feet landed outside an inn named the Phoenix Song. Do you think, Hermione began, that it was named after Fox, Dumbledore's Phoenix? I've wondered that a couple of times myself, and yes, I think it was. Pansy answered Hermione's unfinished question. It was so sad when he died, I couldn't believe it, Hermione whispered, gazing at the phoenix flapping its wings on the hanging sign. I know, I was so shocked that Draco was asked to kill him. It must have been absolutely awful to have that responsibility. Pansy grimaced. In a way, I'm glad that Snape killed Dumbledore instead of Draco. That way he wouldn't have had to live with so much guilt. Hermione nodded and they entered the inn. 
Pansy was right, it was a charming little place. The theme was red and gold to match the phoenix plumes, and rich mahogany furniture sat elegantly on the stone floor. Pansy led the way to a secluded table at the back of the inn near a fireplace. It's a gorgeous place, Pansy, Hermione smiled, and the pretty witch grinned. Cheers, I once came here with Draco. Really? Hermione raised her eyebrows. They both sat down, and a waiter zoomed over and took their drink orders whilst handing them a menu. Yes, he took me out on a date last year when the place opened. We'd been dating on and off for about a year, but I ended it. I thought if he actually wants us to be together, he should stick with me instead of being so hot and cold all the time. Hermione nodded her head vigorously in agreement. Well, it's good that you've remained good friends still. Yes, I suppose. I haven't spoken to him in a while, though. Pansy murmured her thanks to the waiter who brought them both the fire whiskey. I hope you don't mind me asking, but why did you and Ron split up? Oh, Hermione blushed, smiling slightly. Well, he kept pressuring me into trying to have sex, and I can't blame him after being together for a year, but still, I wasn't ready, and to be honest, I'm waiting for the right man. Hermione stared down at her hands, embarrassed. Don't be ashamed, Hermione, Pansy cried, reaching forward to touch her arm. I wish I'd waited like you're doing. I shocked Theodore not in fifth year, worst experience of my life, quite, to be quite frank. Hermione laughed. Has Malfoy, you know, had sex? Pansy stared at her for a moment before replying. No, he hasn't, actually. But I'd rather you not tell anyone, she added after seeing Hermione's eyes widen. Surprising, I know. I thought I would have done half the girls in school by sixth year, Hermione giggled. She downed her fire whiskey and grinned. Thanks, by the way, Pansy. No problem. I just want you to know that I really have changed. I honestly, truly have, Pansy said, suddenly becoming serious. I know. I can see, Pansy, and I'm really proud of you, Hermione encouraged. Excuse me, ladies, but are you ready to place your orders? The waiter had returned and winked at Hermione, who flushed a furious shade of pink. Um, I'll have a chicken Caesar salad, please. Ditto. Pansy handed the waiter back the menu, who rushed off to the kitchens. So, Hermione, fancy the waiter, do you? No way, Hermione shrieked, trying not to laugh. Pansy snickered. I know, I know. I was only messing around with you. So, like anyone at the moment? Found the love of your life yet? A picture of Malfoy popped into her head. Why on earth did that appear? She scowled. Stupid Malfoy, stupid dream. Um, no. You're lying, Pansy sing-songed. No, I'm not, Hermione sing-songed back. I heard Blaise Zambini vis visited you today. She wiggled her eyebrows suggestively at Hermione, who, who turned red yet again. Okay, okay, she admitted. I can't deny that he's not hot, but I don't like like him. Pansy thought for a moment. How about Malfoy? Hermione shifted in her seat. No, she almost shouted the word a little too quickly. Pansy smirked. Oh, really? Yes, really, I don't like him, and to be honest, the thought of kissing him makes me want to puke. Hermione scowled. Can we please change the subject? Okay. Pansy was still smirking. What was your favorite subject at Hogwarts?